Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Forget your defense. Nothing but an obstacle. Run it back. Switch it up. Call it not a bow. Serving up them Hail Marys till the game over with the show. Stop a soul. Hot you got to blow on it. I said I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll pass to my left while I'm looking to my right. Hit them right in the chest. It be looking like magic. Better give me the throne. I ain't talking about Patrick, but I I'm bad to the bone, eating up these pig skins like they chicharrones, and you a douche cabron, mira mira at the mirror on the wall, I'm the greatest of them all, they gon' put me in the hall, your name is only written in a bathroom stall, quit just stalling and make a play, my drive too long, pop the clutch, I don't pop the brakes, I know what it takes, to gain the muscle, get rugged, these butterfingers be fumbling, squash the scrimmage and rub it in, Robitussin, how I give them concussion, they see and double, they rushing and pass the shovel, the dirt and rubble, I bury them under it Stay in your huddle and get 10 yards back Never turn your back I'ma pull your flag I go full contact I'll punch, I'll kick Like a shotgun Here we are back We are back Wait for, uh-oh Uh, looks like Jose is having some technical difficulties Well, you know what? He's gonna hop back in So, let's just go ahead in the meantime, people, welcome back. Welcome. There we go. All right. Fantastic. There we are. All right. Cool. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Fortune Mob podcast. We're coming to you everything cool. And then, of course, um, slithering the, the people who are now known as the, the Mayo Knights. All right. So before we get started or before we go any further, I we have with us some Gentlemen. All right. We have w- joining us from the state of Louisiana. Say, say what? I can't hear that part. Yeah, yeah. You, you say home of the petty? Home of the petty. Oh, we're not petty. That's you guys. I, hey, we are good here in Louisiana. I'm the nicest guy on the panel right now. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> Then we have with us the silent assassin who is currently in enemy territory. Austin Cook, everybody. What's up? I'm in Germany. Are you really? No. No. I'm no. no way. No. <laughs> what? No. I'm just like, how do you manage to have the same wall in your background? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? No, no way. No way. He brings his wallpaper where he go. We have with us. The guy known as Good Harish. We have Harish Nukala, everybody. This week, 
Chris Ballard was saved by an amazing performance. Tune in later for more details. <laughs> 30 minutes that episode. I'm just going to tell you right now. You missed that episode last week. Yes, he did. Every episode is a Chris Ballard can't build teams episode. Yeah, but that last week was a little bit more special than you know. It's like it's like we. Well, sorry for not being as special as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, Harish. Well, well, we, you can catch up this week, okay? I'll do the best I can. Okay, fantastic. So yeah, before we get started, we're just gonna go into some comments. What's good? Ron Hogan says, "What's good, fellow Colts fan? What's going on, Ron? Glad to have you here. Glad to have you here. Uh, make sure that wherever you're watching from, make sure you're liking, commenting, sharing, and also make sure that you are um, subscribing to the YouTube. Make sure that you go ahead on there. But yeah, man, let's let's go ahead and get into it after we talk about www.fanbattlesports.com, where you can see." All AFC South related, uh, all AFC South related items, but mostly the Colts because we only care about the Colts. That's why you're watching us, okay? So let's just get that out the way. So www.fanbattlesports.com for all your Colts needs, articles. Um, we're gonna say past podcast episodes. I know Austin might be releasing a, a freestyle track soon, so you know it's just like just be on the lookout, people. Okay, listen, doing big things out here, okay. So without further ado, let's get into it. The Colts played a game that was deemed for some as a revenge game for Frank Reich. Um, it was in enemy territory. So you know what? Just to get us kicked off, I'm going to say, Austin, give us your analysis of the game, exactly what we saw early on. And, you know, it's just like, like what, like, did it seem like we kind of went in there a little bit inspired, proving that, you know, we didn't need Frank Reich or whatever it was. Like, what, what what was going on early on in the game? Yeah, it definitely seemed like we were more inspired for some reason. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know Frank was our old coach, and we wanted that win. Um, but the defense really stepped up. It was a really big defensive game whenever it's been the opposite pretty much all season. It's been mm-hmm. – we've been pretty good offensively but struggled defensively. But this game, we were really good defensively and struggled offensively. Uh, but, I mean, obviously the defense is the reason we won the game. Uh, held them to 13, didn't let them get to almost 40. You know, two pick sixes, three three interceptions total. This is just a great defensive game. Yeah, yeah. And, and Josh, you know, it was – I'm going to say it was kind of, I mean, a weird game because, you know, this offense generally finds a way to score points and score points a lot, but we didn't see a lot of that. And I mean, you know, one thing that I do want to ask kind of to you is, do we feel like this was just kind of like a, a situation where we played against Frank Reich and Frank Reich was like, he's familiar with the team, so he kind of knew exactly what to look for or what was going on? I mean, yeah, on both sides. I mean, we 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 he been there for it. Like I said on spaces the other day uh, after the game, that you know he know he knew our defensive scheme as well as we knew his offensive scheme, and it was easy to plan against. Um, yes. Although our offense, he can't he can't plan against our offense because it's something new. Uh, is that is the fact that he knew the defense usually don't you know blitz a lot. 
uses it on bits a lot. Um, but it worked in our favor. They, whatever they did came Sunday, it was more than the usual we, we've seen the previous eight weeks, yeah. um, including the interceptions. You know, when last time we ever had three, three interceptions in the game and two P6s in the game. Yeah. No, I can't, it never happened really. Never happened. Um, <laughs> never, we've very, that was the first time. So, yeah. Yes. So it, it's, it was the team played, like you said, inspiring because they knew what Frank wanted to do. Frank wanted to win this game. And you see what happened when we played Philly last year. Nick wanted to prove a point for uh, Frank. And Frank had the chance to do it, and he couldn't cash in. Because the defense was played up to it. The offense, uh, I'm a little worried about it, but the defense played up to par because the last couple of weeks, defense has been the issue to where we couldn't close games. So uh, they played very inspired. Gotcha. And, you know, I'm going to say – only because of the fact that this was a game where there was a lot of positives to it. There was a lot, you know, a lot of great things that were done. Um, one thing that we do want to highlight, Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore had a, like, pretty historic day because he was actually, he's the first player in Colts history to record two pick sixes in the same game. And this is surprising being that this came from a secondary that is last in the league currently. And to be able to pick off pick pick off Bryce Young not once not twice but three times in the same game and and the third one being the one with Segan Alubi I mean it, it I'm going to say it 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 begs the question like with Kenny Moore kind of, because we know we're getting with Kenny Moore right but we know like the rest of the secondary but do we kind of still feel the same in regards to the secondary or now is it just like, okay, they're figuring it out because they're a young squad and we'll go with you, Josh. I mean, coming to, coming to the season, we knew that we were going to have a young secondary minus uh, Kenny Moore. Um, so to, to see those guys, even with Jalen Jones playing, play where he played, um, you see, I think it was a stat thing. He, he's pretty good in coverage. I can't, I saw a tweet, but I can't remember the, the tweet I let Austin do when he's his chance home, but he played well. I mean, Daryl Baker still has some issues in his return back to the starting lineup. Uh, but everybody played, again, inspiring. They played, they covered their guys. Not saying that, you know, we knew that the Panthers didn't have top-notch receivers we faced the past couple of weeks. They had, you know, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, and um, uh, James, was it James? James Mungrove. Yeah. So, like, and, and had those guys. And then the tight end was playing uh, streaming away in Hurts, Hayden, Hayden Hurts. We just, I mean, they, they played, I mean, they played to the, they played inspiring. It's like, it's just, I don't know what happened. It's like they came out saying, look, we're not going to let this guy beat us. You know, we yeah. had some unknown guy last week beat us in 22. Uh, I can't say his name. Sh- Sh- Shahir. Sh- oh, Rashid Shahid. Yeah, he whooped our butts last week. And it's like nobody on this team is going to whoop our butt aside from those tight ends. And that's because we're missing um, Zaire Franklin. So the guy uh, you said mentioned with the pick. He struggled, but it's okay. He got it. He redeemed himself with that pick. But we knew there's gonna be some bumps and bruises with the with the secondary, and they won a matchup this past week. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, it's a big shout out to Kenny Moore. He's had a great season already, and just to add this game to it, uh, like I'm just glad to have him back to where he was before last year. Um. And then the stat Josh was talking about, I think it was like him and Marlon Humphreys are the only two defensive backs that's played at least 150 snaps and haven't allowed 100 yards. 
Yeah. So like that's a huge thing for a seventh round draft pick, like in oh, his yeah. rookie year. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, he stepped up big time where we needed it. Uh, and Baker also didn't have a terrible game. I know the Panthers aren't a great team, but like that's encouraging that he played better than he did before. So on that note, because I'm I'm not I'm not letting him off the hook. No. <laughs> No, he no he. The fact I'm not, that I'm not saying completely. I'm just saying he had a better game. Like yeah, he was a complete garbage. But the but that's the thing. If you're playing slightly better than complete garbage, it's still garbage. Like yeah, honestly, that. it's just like if you throw garbage out and you put it in the garbage can, and then you throw some more garbage out, but you're just like, oh, this garbage doesn't stink like the last garbage <laughs> that I threw out. Does that make it not garbage still? It's just getting better. I would take now, I would take to to Austin's point, I would take Daryl back on the field than Tony Brown. Now I would do that. I, I got no, I no Tony Brown was I can't say the word, but he was terrible. I had another word to use, but Tony Brown. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'll take Tony that Brown back that I said. Concussion. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the only reason why I didn't play. <laughs> that's the only reason why I didn't play. Are you sure he had a concussion, or he, got, he just had? I'll, I'll take a I'll take a concussed yeah, Tony a, Brown over Daryl Baker healthy. Wow, <laughs> Nick Cross got a few. Uh, he did snaps, and, and he got and he actually did he pretty, pretty decent well. in coverage. Yeah, they I th- I believe they played him at corner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Something so new. yeah, yeah, because he was um I think he covered on um he covered on the trips. And he had the um, he covered the receiver. He covered the middle receiver because middle receiver, um, I'm going to say, did an in route to go inside. And for the most part, he actually did very well just covering him because it looked like that was the intended receiver, but they weren't able to get it to him, so they had to go ahead and throw it elsewhere. So he actually did do a, a pretty decent job. So yeah, I just hope we we get him out there more. more yeah. Often. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I, honestly, I don't want to. I I hate the fact they keep on talking about. Well, you know, he has to do this and he has to do this. It's just like if he has to continue to learn the defense, then I mean, does that not speak to the fact that it's just like if he's not ready now, he's never gonna be ready? Like, why are we shelving guys for like two but, years to play I mean, at defense? The same time, he's only like twenty one. And even so, it's just like, I, I don't think, like, to me personally, I don't think that the age really is indicative of where somebody is from a developmental standpoint, because you don't draft somebody knowing they're 20 years old and say, oh, well, he's going to learn for two years, and then we're going to play him when he's 22. Why are we waiting this long? They treat like it's, uh, like it's a basketball type thing. Like, NBA does that a lot. They treat it like that instead of letting those guys get those bumps and bruises. Let, let those guys get beat a couple of times against, you know, superior opponents. The way it get yeah. better, but go ahead. Yeah, I think this year is the best year to do that with already young secondary. Uh, we've had some bad games from some players in the secondary, so why not just put them out there? Yeah, but also at the same time, like I don't, I, I don't like the fact that we're talking about somebody's development. When you have guys like Daryl Baker that are put out onto the field that you know are just doing absolutely bad. Like, the thing is, if you know for a fact that somebody is not doing well, why not play the guy who you, you who you believe still needs a little bit of time? 
at least then you'll be able to actually see them because when we're talking about development, we're talking about development where Daryl Baker is playing in games and he's getting beat repeatedly. But then you have Nick Cross, who you're not playing, who you refuse to put in to play any type of snaps. And when he does get in, okay, he looks decent. But the thing is, if he <laughs> if he looks good, he looks like he could potentially end up playing on the same level that Juju was playing at. If he plays bad, he's Daryl Baker. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's a Gus thing. That's a Gus Bradley thing. <clears throat> but at the same time, they're talking about his development, but they're only seeing what he's doing in practice. And games are different than practice. Very. So I think playing him will get him more developed. So this has it has to fall on I'm sorry, Chris. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. This has to fall on, you know, not only you know, just for the defense side, Gus Bradley. Uh and also, you know, to GM because, you know, not it's not on defense side, but you know, offensive side we had, you know, um the race found. He had to develop. He never did get to play that much. Um there's some Patman. Um uh Kane. Michael Strong, Deion Kane. Uh, there's a lot of that's what four receivers that we named that didn't play on our barely played on our team and got cut and played with somewhere else. It's just that we don't. And I mean, there's there's rest didn't get a chance to make the team. Uh, and I watched him Sunday. I think he did pretty well. It's I don't. I mean, I don't know. I I I don't get it. I think they're shooting themselves in the foot with 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 talent. Uh, I'm not saying that these are great talent, but we don't know what talent we have if they're not on the field. You know, Strong just got cut a couple weeks ago uh, to make room for. For, uh, who was it he made room for? I forgot who made room for him. I think I don't know. It was somebody that that's not good on the team right now. Um, <laughs> at what at which position? Well, they cut trying to make position make, make uh, room for. I think a cornerback. Originally, that, it was Lemons. I believe. I thought that was the dumb move. Okay, so yeah, him. He, that, he he didn't even play. So I mean, that's that's is uh, man. I don't know. Uh, and I just try to stick. I try to stick to being a fan and not be up there in the office where the GM making decisions and and the defense coordinator making decisions. But this is is you got to get better. You can't get better not playing those guys. We just we see we just seen news where you know a head coach named a, you know his third string quarterback to start for the year, and he's he's taking his he put his name on the line, job yeah. on the line as well. And he but the only way he can get better is to put him out there on the field. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, honestly I'm very very much on the side of if if you're going to try stuff out, try it out, but don't sit here and just say, "Oh, well, it's not working. It's not working." Because how do you know if it's not working if you're not seeing what you have in real time? Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But all right. So then in that case, what was more surprising about this game? When we say offense or defense, we're talking about the defense holding the Panthers to 13 points and then forcing three turnovers, or was it, and I mean, and also the secondary producing the way that they did, or was the offense really not playing well at all? And for context, um, Jordan Minshew, 17 for 26 with 127 yards. Jonathan Taylor, 18 rushes for 47 yards. Zach Moss, seven rushes for 26 yards. 
Michael Pittman Jr. eight receptions for sixty four yards. Like what? What was? What was just like the? Oh wow. Okay. Sure. Like like what was that moment in this game? Was it the offense or the defense for us? I mean, I was more shocked that our defense played well personally. Like, for the reasons we've already talked about, our secondary hasn't played well the last two, three weeks, and they stepped up big time. So I would pick defense as more shocking to me. Yeah. What about you, Josh? I mean, defense as well. I mean, like I said, they, they, they accounted for, what, 14 points, 12 points? Yeah, they put up. Yeah, they put up thirteen points. So I mean, I tell you right there, if I were with twenty-seven points, they, they, you know, did that. I mean, we had issues with defense. We've been saying defense did this. We need, we need secondary. We need this. We need passers. We need this. And they go out there and perform. Uh, yeah, I guess it's you know it's an inferior opponent, but they perform. You know, you see, you see that same inferior opponent beat the Texans the previous week. Yeah. So I mean, you can't just knock them and say, okay, yeah, they won in six. But I mean, they gotta play. They still gotta play. They gotta put their pads on and tackle just like the next team does. Uh, but I say both. I'm I'm going with the offense as well because we said uh, we also said that this team was averaging uh, 20 points. We the only team at the time averaged 20 points a game on offense. They didn't do that this this past Sunday. They they kind of play conservative. Yeah. Uh, and there's more to talk about that when we move on to the next slide, but. They played a lot of conservatives. So, I mean, and they did start, and credit, credit, I give credit to the Panthers defense. They did a good job of keeping the guys in front of them. They stopped, they stopped the run as they should. Uh, they got a hell of a defense uh, in the front, a good, a good front four. I know that Barnes got, uh, Barnes and then I think Henderson uh, went out with concussions, but they still held their own. So they had our guys in check. And I mean, mm-hmm. we had, we was down a body of receiver and, and hopefully McKenzie uh, somehow get cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I wasn't thrilled about it, but you know we got them, so whatever. Sure, let let's let's whatever. But so with that being said, and like I said, I think you hinted at it, is the offense becoming kind of predictable, or was this once again a one-off thing because this was like Frank Reich, you know, playing against uh, I'm going to say a good portion of his former team, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. Jonathan Taylor, um, pretty much the whole entire O-line, um, except for Braden Smith being out. Um, a lot of these guys were kind of the same people that he had last year. And I think one of the quotes that they had was that Frank Reich's focus for the defense was keeping Jonathan Taylor under 100 yards. So, yeah. I mean, is, 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 is so, you know, like I said, is, is the offense becoming predictable or was this just one of those situations where you had somebody who was familiar with the team that kind of knew what to do when it came down to how to kind of slow down the offense. I mean, I could, I would say, uh, I, I would say it was kind of predictable. Um, but then I, I do think, uh, my theory is this is a less opponent. And, you know, you've seen other games where we, we, we can, we drop 30 in a hurry. Um, this game, they kind of like, you know, we're just going to play with it. We're going to play within our system. You know, we're not going to do too much. We're just going to, you know, do our thing. I mean, like I said, credit Panthers for stopping the guys. They they did a great job stopping both uh, our you know running attack and Moss and and Taylor. They kept those guys in check. I don't even think we had a hundred total yards in rushing. Um, yeah. 
So I mean, they did they did well. I mean, I I, I think it was more so an opponent, the opponent, than it was more so of us just kind of, you know, doing our thing. You know, like I said, we averaged twenty points on offense every game. I think being that the team is one and six, they didn't want to go out there and just go out and open the playbook. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Austin? Yeah, I don't think it's like predictable per se. I think uh, it was more conservative because we did lead the game for pretty much the whole game. Uh, yeah. And our defense was playing so well and putting the, our offense in good spots. And I think that he was just being conser- conservative instead of, like Josh said, instead of opening the playbook. Um, I don't know maybe if Josh Downs going down maybe changed the game plan a little bit, but, like, he was a game-time decision, so I don't know how much that would have affected that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I'm, I want to say it's just, like, because of what we saw, like, from the offense because, I mean, the Panthers' offense, they, they had some – they had some decent yardage here and there. I think it's just, like, between – they had three running backs out there, and I think between the three of them, they had 23 rushes for about 97 yards. But then Bryce Young forcing the interceptions that he did, it always kind of put him behind the put him behind the cue ball. Like they had to, you know, respond accordingly. But then it was also the fact that they were getting a rush on Bryce Young on, I'm gonna say, the majority of their plays. Like I think it's just I think. DeForest Buckner, in the from the very beginning of the game, I think he had about what? I think he had one sack, but then he had two tackles for losses. I mean, he was in Bryce Young's face all game. So, you right. know, I'm going to say the defense, the the defensive front definitely set the tone. And once again, shout out to Seagun Alubi. Because mm-hmm. that's a rookie guy who's a little bit quicker. I mean, we did get contributions from guys like Seagun Alubi and um, – at, yeah, out of out of Bawari. Yeah, I'm glad you guys said it because I would have messed it up. I would say a a fair, <laughs> fair. You you could you could just say double it. You could say you could say adi adi. Gotcha. I All right. Everything. But yeah, but hey, like I said, it was it, it. Yeah, there you go. Adi. It's been looking good. Yeah, no, he I and you know they showed a couple of plays. The guy's 289 pounds, but he runs dang near like a, a linebacker because. He caught the um, – I forgot who it was that he caught on the kickoff where he's on the opposite side of the field and he had to reverse course and go back up the field and he caught the guy. So, um, yeah, I think he he looks like somebody who is probably going to be, I'm going to say, making their way up the roster, making their way up the depth chart in the future. So, yeah, shout out to Adi Adi. But moving on, big, big, big game this week. But there was a headline that came out today. So we'll be going against the New England Patriots in Germany. Huge game because it's the second game in the international series in Germany. But the Patriots right now are 2-7. and seven. This game right here could potentially have them moving to 2-8. and eight. And the rumor is that if, and this is a rumor, so I'm going to say rumor. I say this is a rumor. I can't say for sure, but this is just a rumor. If the Patriots end up losing this game, then Bill Belichick could be fired. 
Are we are we believing that or are we taking that with a grain of salt? I, I'm personally taking it with a grain of salt. I don't I don't know if they're gonna fire him because they just extended him, right? Yeah. Um, but like if it is true, like the the game last year against the Patriots was a big reason why about every single Colts fan finally turned on Frank Wright. Yeah. So, like, if we did beat them and we were the kind of the reason that he got fired, it'd be kind of, you know, full circle. Yeah. Low-key, I'd be completely fine with Bill Belichick, with beating beating Bill Belichick and him being fired. Yeah. I do agree. I do agree that it'd be bittersweet for our fan base if we were the reason why he got turned. Because I, I, all the years that he, you know, beating us with Tom Brady, Mac Jones last year, the uh, Fate Gate um, fiasco. I mean, everything, every from everything that we ever dealt with. Uh, and I think it's I think he started his career with us anyway. Yeah. Before getting his own, you know, getting coaching jobs everywhere, uh, but to to get turned by the team that he started out with, the team that he beat with, beat uh, he faced so many years, and he had a winning record against us. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be surreal. I mean, I, I, I think Sunday we'll see uh, every coach group, every Twitter, uh, coach Twitter, everywhere. Coach fans will be all over the place. They'll be hyped up like it was a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I, I think it's also going to be kind of like the that that turn of the game, you know, because I think you know you have those those three guys right that are the three older guys in the league that are kind of like more so than the quarterbacks, but it's just like these, like you have your Belichick, you have Andy Reid, and then you have Pete Carroll. And I mean, these guys have been with the league, and I think these are the guys that are still there from, you know, those 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 older days, you know. It's just like we remember Pete Carroll from, you know, those early Legion of Boom days, which is over 10 years ago, right? Remember, you know, Bill Belichick for all the cheating, you know, within like the last like 20 years, right? Right. But then we also remember Andy Reid from even with him, with his tenure with the Eagles. And, you know, it's just like Bill Belichick kind of like him being fired. It, I, I think it just like it changes things because now it's just like you don't have the, that old school philosophy, old school mentality that you normally would have. And then you're potentially bringing somebody else in. Now, ideally for me, I would love to see them bring in Josh McDaniels because he stinks. That's my thought. And that's, that's what they deserve. That's absolutely who they deserve. Somebody said Mike Rabel. No, no. Rabel, give Rabel to another team. We want Josh McDaniels in New England because that would be fantastic. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Josh McDaniels and Bill O'Brien would be good together. Fantastic. Great. Great. <laughs> yeah. Good. I, I love it. I love it. All right. So then with that being said, moving on. And, of course, we're going to move on to the last one. And then we're going to get out of here, people, okay? Colts versus Patriots predictions. Now, once again, this is the international game, so, you know, I don't think it's going to change how we approach the game. What do we see being a trend here, and then what do you see for your prediction for the game, Austin? Um, I do think Jonathan Taylor will have a a bounce-back game. He kind of struggled after a few good – he had a few good runs, but he struggled, like, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But I think he has a bounce back game against the Patriots. Um, 
and I think our defense plays well again. I do think that I think Jalen Jones is going to have a good game, and I think we win this. Uh, I know the Patriots usually play us good, and I mm-hmm. think we win thirty to seventeen. Thirty to seventeen. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, Hosway? I want to point out that every game we ever played this week, this year, Austin has said 30. (laughs) (laughs) He has said 30. (laughs) So we average, based off his prediction, we have average 30 points against these opponents. Hey, hey, it's it's close. (laughs) (laughs) You was. Last week, you was close. Yeah, you was. Um, Yeah, I'm like, I'm with Austin, man. You know, they use the playoffs, you know, hella good. Uh, It's nerve wracking because we can't, we want to say, hey, we can beat their ass. Uh, and then we end up losing. Um, mm-hmm. And last last year we went to New England and got our ass whooped and got our coach fired, and we had to we had to suffer with Jeff Saturday. So um, I've been on I've been on kind of a revenge tour uh, in college. So I think I'm going to ship over to the to the NFL uh, as I did with you know Tennessee and uh, Texas. And I'm going to go with uh, us beat New England, twenty six thirteen. Yeah, twenty six. Okay, all right, we'll go. I, I like that. I, me personally, um, I'm not going to talk trash. I don't do that, but I am going to say that I can see this because, like I said, I don't, I don't see that Patriots team really being that good. I can see Bill Belichick putting an emphasis on making sure that he's rushing Gardner Minshew as much as possible, but honestly, I. This, this, to me, Colts win this one 24-14. I think you establish the run early. You establish both Moss and Taylor, but I think it's just like it's going to be Taylor with another home run run. Yes. And like I said, we're going to – the 20, 24-14 is what we're looking at. So, yeah. I hope so, I hope that we all are right. In, in the win column, score-wise – just a prediction, but when I hope we win. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So 24 to 14 for me. So with that being said, if you hear this, make sure that you hit up um, at horseshoe underscore mob on Twitter. Let us know what your predictions for the game are. Make sure you comment on the YouTube, all the good stuff. But in the meantime, we're going to get out of here. But before we do, guys, where can the people find you on social media, starting with you, Austin? Uh, yeah, you can find me on X. At Cookie Austin Two, and also shout out Shaq for having leading leading the team in tackles and not playing the whole game. Yes, and let's let's you know what? Like I said, before we do get out of here, I do want to just briefly go ahead and bring up the fact that you know this is a man who who dealt with a a back issue, mm-hmm. and you know I want to say we've I've heard the fans talking about oh well you need we need to. We need to see if like either we need to trade him or cut him, this, that, and the other. Honestly, yeah. so let's not do that, right? Because this is a guy who's been criminally underrated for his whole career prior to the injury. And even now, he comes out, has 10 total tackles, and he has seven solo tackles in a game where, you know, he's only playing it's at seven. He's a what? It's a home game, too. And, uh, yeah, and it's a home game. So let, let's let's be very, very, very patient the defense is playing the way that it is like i said we were out without zaire last week but you know what he should be back this week let the man get back to 100 because if 
10 total tackles and seven solo tackles is his 70%, then his 100% is going to be phenomenal. Yes. All right? So let's just go ahead and just give him that grace. So this way we can make sure, because like I said, the guy wants to play here. The guy loves to play here. But let's not write him off the way that we would normally just go ahead and just write people off because that would mm-hmm. that would be dumb. If y'all haven't written off Daryl Baker yet, then don't you dare speak <laughs> on, on Jack Leonard. All right. So right. Then, with that being said, Josh, where can the people find you on social media? I'm going to take a page out of your book, and I'm going to uh, mention this. You know, before I say where you can find me at, is that I want to, you know, uh, check on Sam, you know, because her boy is back in the lineup. I think he had a pick uh, when he returned uh, last week. You know, his team been losing. Um, but I, I want to check on her. Like, I know her having her boy back, and she's she's loving – he's playing well. She's loving he's back. And I just want to check on her. But, you know, you'll also find me on Official Josh Senior on X. Gotcha. Gotcha. I see what you did there. So that being said, you can find me on Twitter, Twitter, Austin, at CJ Colts fan. Once again, make sure that you're following at horseshoe underscore mob. Um, make sure that you're following us on Facebook with, um, with the horseshoe mob. And um, yeah, make sure that you are following, following, following. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube. But with that being said, people, listen, have a great week. We will see you on Sunday. Well, we'll actually be doing a spaces not that early in the morning because they're playing at like 830 central time and I'm where it's just not going to happen. But you can actually catch us at four o'clock Eastern time, three o'clock central, where we will have a spaces talk about the game and just go over everything. So make sure that you catch us on Sunday, four o'clock Eastern, three o'clock central. But, yeah, other than that, have a great rest of your week, people. Uh, Stay warm. Stay cool. Whatever weather you're going through right now because this is that season where you can get sick and have allergies at the same time. But, yeah, but other than that, guys, have a great rest of your week. And, as always, Sam loves J. 